start. There we go, dude. Um, so season two, I uh, decided to kick it off uh, with the new set of seasons. Uh, kind of went back and actually looked at our old episodes. Um, sixteen episodes for the for the entire year was a. Uh, oh, I didn't is, think it was that many. Better. I thought yeah, it was dude, like well, I, ten. No, well, here's the thing, too. Actually, there's a couple episodes in here that I didn't even put up. So there was, I think we did an episode, obviously, that when we did our Family Feud kind of like Jeopardy thing, like I didn't put that up because like the voice quality kind of sucked. And then I think even the one that we did with Mike as like an off-season episode, I kind of uh, put like I just saved in the archives as well. So we technically should have been actually closer to like 18 or 20 because I even know like when we first did a couple episodes, like we... Like I recorded some and then they just like ended up failing or, or something or the other. But I mean, I'm like looking back and I mean, we were pretty good, like did almost every week into the NFL season. I kind of want to continue that into into this season as well. Um, try to introduce like some new things as well, like taking into what Mike said about um, like looking into like YouTube video or, you know, something or the other. Like I might just like record myself while I record, you know. Gotcha. Throwing up, throwing up on like a different platform, um, but you know, up to two hundred some listens. So I'm not gonna lie, definitely a lot more than I thought. Um, but hey, fuck it. I mean, I ain't doing this for a living. And obviously, with coronavirus now, I've got all the time in the world to like edit and like shit like that. Yeah, it is pretty, pretty like what we've been here, been so called stay at home for the past what six five five six weeks give or take yes well i mean depending on where you are it's like even closer to like seven weeks right like i think yeah. for us or at least for colleen it's been like seven weeks since we've been since she's been work from home yeah so it's kind of pathetic like this is the first time we're doing this this year i think it's yeah. right first and not first and well i don't know first in 2020 or do we carry no, no january d- definitely not because remember we did a super bowl, we did a super bowl right. episode, and then we also did like a bye-bye like an nfl season like um like a postseason type thing right okay. where where i mean i mean like looking back at our season i know like we spoke about it on like one of our previous episodes but i mean we did pretty well with our picks and stuff and like i was very surprised i mean obviously like we both made it to our respective fantasy football playoffs i definitely came out on top in money i think even in our picks we were definitely above 500 so, yeah, um, I, th- I thought I hovered around 500. I started off well and then sucked for the first second half. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, like, I definitely want to continue that. I think this year, like, I might try to actually put up a little bit more money this time. I think for a lot of the picks that I did, like, I didn't actually put down like a financial bet every every week. Um, but you did you more know. parlays, and so what I do is I actually do parlays, but then do the individual bets inside those parlays, which could either be yeah. really beneficial and cover your parlay loss, or you could just abs- get absolutely bungled, yeah, yeah, and yeah. lose so much more money. It's like win big or lose big, right? Like you can you can either like cover yourself and hedge, or you could just like lose out on both the parlay and like the money line. And then you're just like, fuck. Well, that's, that's my thing. It's like, if I only do a parlay, I have to bank on every single one of those bets to hit, or it's just not worth my time. Whereas like, you know, okay, I hit, you know, maybe only four out of the seven, but if I bet all equally and assuming it's the payouts are all equal, uh, that's a huge assumption that I'm still going to either come out even, or for the most part, maybe a little up on top, even though I don't hit my parlay, which is obviously the ultimate goal. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, no, I definitely want to like if with you know with the, all this time that we have with coronavirus and kind of 
not much going on in sports. Uh, I definitely want to also put out like an episode of just like betting for dummies. I know I said that like last year, um, but I Ooh, do know like a lot. Of, yeah, I, I would like know. that. I know like a lot of our friends are definitely like getting into it. Um, and they always kind of ask us like, what to do. And I feel like even though it's only been one season, but we've kind of proved that we know at least more than like your basic better. Um, but like we should definitely do something like that where we kind of just break down how to look at money lines, how they shift, kind of what Vegas is thinking. You know, I mean, like that's that. almost what you should do where just call, have that like the sub headline underneath the main title of the podcast where it's like, you know, back to the field, betting for dummies. So even though you're maybe the first time you're explaining, you know, those things as you ex- uh, talked about, but, you know, you could always reiterate it as you make each bets each week or at least do it for the first time. So from that that podcast going forward, you know, at least people yeah. who constantly follow it. That now you know what we're talking about versus just joining randomly midway through. No, no. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Um, but yeah, dude, my, I mean, that's that's the kind of content I'm thinking for, for this year. Uh, I had a lot of fun doing it last year and want to try to continue it, you know, this year as well. Uh, we don't know where sports is going to be in this coming season with all the shit that's been going on. Um, but what we can talk about is the good old NFL draft for tomorrow. But before we get there, let's, uh, let's kind of go through some, some key headlines in the NFL trade world. Um, I mean, obviously I think two, two big ones come to mind. I I could even put like a third one in there as well. Um, but Maybe I'll start off with like what I think is number three in the headline, and that's uh, Carolina Panthers releasing Cam Newton, right? Um, he was drafted out of the NFL, out of Auburn, straight into Carolina, um, had hell of a season there. Um, his MVP season took them to the Super Bowl, unfortunately didn't win. I think they lost to Denver, I believe. That was Von Miller team. If I'm not mistaken, um, Denver, but yeah, Bond Middle, yes, yeah. yeah. So I, I think I think Carolina lost to um, uh, what do you call it to to Denver there, but uh, yeah, it, it was that. Sorry, I was just googling that as well. Um, and uh, oddly enough, Von Miller was MVP, but yeah, dude. So it's it's sad to see him go. I mean, last couple of seasons he was sort of riddled with injury. Um. Couldn't really get anything going. Uh, he was mostly on the bench and sidelines, I think, for this past season as well. He he did kind of put up decent numbers in fantasy, but it was also like only like spurts, like here and out. Um, Carolina, I think, outside of Christian McCaffrey, really didn't have any sort of strong weapons. And Christian McCaffrey just got a massive, you know, deal as well, highest paid running back. But all in all, I think it's it's sad to see him go. Do I think that? it's going to be like a Kaepernick situation where he doesn't play again. I doubt it. I, I think he's got way too much raw talent. Oh, to no just way. Someone will sign him. Yeah. I mean, it's whether it's beginning of the season or midway through the season, cause someone gets hurt or maybe that quarterback just sucks. Um, you know, you could have a bunch of uh, teams that either pick them up midway through the season or before like, you know, maybe it doesn't fit their scheme, but who the hell is new England going to put out there for quarterback? I mean, who, yeah, that's true. Now, here, here's also the thing, too, right? Like, and I'm, it's interesting you brought up New England because, like, we'll, we'll probably touch upon them. That's probably, like, my number one thing. Um, but 
how would you pick up Cam Newton? Like, would you pick him up as a, hey, we just need someone durable and experienced to play as a QB two? Like, let's say I'm, you know, oh, choosing no. Eagles for an example, I, I, or would I you be like a? He, he, I don't think he'd even sign to be a QB two or backup or whatever. Uh, he, he's he wants to sign. He's thirty years old. Assuming he's healthy, he can still play for a good amount of years. Um, it's just finding the right scheme. Like I don't see like kind of like that, that run option or that kind of mobile QB fitting what Belichick wants to do with his quarterback, Mm -hmm. especially for having Tom Brady for the past two years to just sit in the pocket and just pick apart the defense with these dink and dunk passes and, you know, the running backs and uh, receivers. But I just say new England, it's not the greatest of examples for Cam Newton, but there's gotta be some team that, you know, either before the season or during it needs a quarterback for whatever reason, you know, you could look at, the Chargers who need a quarterback. Um, you know, you look at the Miami Dolphins who need a quarterback. Now, both of those two, respectively, are probably going to be drafting one most likely. Yeah. Uh, Jacksonville. Just Jacksonville just let go of Nick Foles. Tennessee dropped yeah. Mariota. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so, there, there's a, a plethora of teams, but I think it's I, I think it's right. I kind of agree with you that obviously there's two philosophies that you can think that, you know, he's way too injury prone. We just want an experienced vet to kind of train up um, a young talent, you know, which is what, let's say something like Miami could do. And uh, sorry, not Miami. What I was saying, like Cincinnati could do and like trying to get Cam to sort of, you know, groom uh, what's his name, Joe Burrow. Or you could think of, you know, a team like New England or, you know, a team like Jacksonville or Tennessee that's like got the talent already and they just need someone, someone under center, right? I just think some of these quarterbacks, I mean, especially assuming Tua, Tua is healthy and Burrow is healthy too going to the season, I don't see them sitting back or being, you know, second fiddle uh, to another quarterback. I think you're drafting those quarterbacks to start. Now I can see with like a Herbert, Justin Herbert out of Oregon, I could see him maybe sitting out the year, maybe sitting out a couple first couple of games to, t- you know, learn the reins from the guy in front of him. Uh, but, you know, those first two guys I mentioned, Burrow and Tua, I think they're starting from day one, whoever you know, drafts I, them. I, I've, got, I've got something to ask about Tua, which I'll wait till we get to the draft situation. Um but what, what what do you think? I guess for you, like what's another? Obviously, we'll leave the 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 latest news of uh of New England and Tampa Bay, you know, trade deal. But what what's another trade deal that really stuck out to you? Uh, I don't know if there's a huge. Obviously, today's or yesterday's trade was probably the biggest, you know, to date so far. Um, there hasn't been any ground groundbreaking work. Um, or not work, but trades. I mean, one thing you can point out um, is you had Stefan Diggs. He was traded uh, from the Vikings, and then the Vikings received a first-round pick amongst three other picks from the Bills. Um, so, I mean, Stefan Diggs is a stud. So that's a big trade. Um, I, I don't think that really revolutionizes or kind of, you know, uplifts the Bills. Uh, but you know, it gives Josh Allen a, a solid number one target uh, for him to yeah. use for next year. Um, I think the biggest trade, if you're not including the Tom Brady trade that we'll touch on, it has to be the debacle of whatever the Texans are doing. And yeah, uh, there you go. Like, where the DeAndre Hopkins trade um, and David jo- for David Johnson, or so you had Hopkins in a fourth for David Johnson in a second. Uh, the fact that Bill O'Brien has traded both Hopkins and Jadavian Clowney 
and didn't receive one first round pick is almost laughable. I mean, it's almost yeah. unbelievable. It, it, it's it's unreal. Like I don't know what is going on over there, but like, <laughs> like what do they really expect Deshaun Watson to do now? Like he has really no one. I mean, sure he's got um, Fuller and um, Cootie, well, they right? did trade. Well, Cootie. they did trade uh, for Brendan Cooks. Yeah, but like, what you think that Brendan Cooks is going to be playing the wide receiver one over Fuller? No, probably not. Um, yeah, but I mean, he's probably so, a solid two. I mean, they just they just don't have no they don't have a number one anymore. Simple as fact. Or no, Brandon, yeah. not Brendan. I'm sorry, Brandon Cooks. Uh, you know, they did trade away Texans traded away a second round pick, uh, which is I think what they pretty much got from the Jadadium Clowney. So they pretty much traded Clowney for Cooks. Uh, in a way, um, and you know, they got another fourth round pick. But yeah, I mean, Cooks is—you know—he's not as dynamic or young as you know. Or I shouldn't say young. Of course, no one's not, never as young as they were before. But not as dynamic. Not really a number one, but like a really, really good one B to your number one. One yeah. A. I mean, it should be interesting. Uh, should be interesting to see how the uh, how the Texans kind of hold up in, you know, in the AFC South. I mean, you got Titans, Colts, and Jacksonville all, I think, poised for quite a season. Uh, I mean, damn, I mean, uh, Titans definitely can see winning out the AFC South next year, especially with all these trades. Um, obviously, well, they're Colts pretty much the this- same. Titans are pretty much the same team from what yeah. I know. I mean, they signed... And- um- which is named Tannehill to an, a stupid contract, but that's another story for another day. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, Colts then, yep. are on the up and even Jags for that matter, like depending on how the Jags draft goes or, you know, who knows if they pick up Cam Newton, like, uh, I mean, the Jags have all the pieces, right? They just, they just don't have that playmaker. Uh, I mean, outside of Fournette, but. Well, he might um, get traded too. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that, but. I, I guess I don't want to spend too much time on that. Obviously, our respective teams had some, you know, trades that happened as well. Um, you know, Philadelphia got Darius Slay for a third and fifth rounder, and then obviously Redskins, uh, y'all got a fifth rounder and um, Kyle Allen, um, respective trades with Seattle and Carolina. So, but obviously, the biggest news out of yesterday was New England and Tampa Bay. Gronk and a seventh round pick are having the Bucks, where the Patriots get a fourth round pick and a good old TB12 is heading to Tampa. So on the outside looking in, this seems like a, like, you know, you're like, you know, they got Gronk for only a fourth, which and it is what it is. But, you know, I don't think it's as bad as a trade for New England as people see it as just because, you know, Gronk was not going to play ever again for the you know Belichick and or the Patriots. It's just what it is. He he said he's on record saying he'd only play with Tom Brady. Tom Brady is no longer in New England, so he's pretty much as damaged goods in New England. Um, so the fact that they got a for a, anything for him, whereas you know he wasn't going to play for him at all, is you know, I wouldn't say it's a great trade, but I don't think it's as bad as you know people on the outside are making it out to be. Now for Tampa Bay. You're getting a Hall of Famer quarterback, or not quarterback, tight end, who, um, well, I guess they got a quarterback too. But for this trade, um, you know, you get a tight end who's going to be a Hall of Famer, who's still relatively young, who's still prob- probably top three in the game when he is playing, um, you know, 30, 31 years old. So he probably still has a couple good years in him. 
um, you know, 30, 31 at tops. I might be, I mean, he might be 29 or something like that. Um, and so you got one of the best tight ends in the game to pair up with Tom Brady, who already has that chemistry with them. I mean, it's a home run higher, a home run trade for Tampa Bay. I just don't think it's as bad for New England uh, as other people in the media are talking about or making it out to be. Yeah, I agree. And um, I mean, I'll, I'll give you my thoughts as well, but uh, I, I think our boy Dre is going to be joining just here. So give me one second. We'll kind of get him in here. All right, Andre. So, welcome to uh, welcome to the podcast. This is not your first time here, obviously. Um, not your last. Yeah, probably not going to be your last either, dude. If if, if we go big, I'll I'll be sure to we'll, we'll be sure to kind of take you with us. Um, but just kind of going straight into it. So, Eric was obviously talking about um, the Brady trade. Well, not really Brady Brady trade, right? Brady signs with Tampa Bay, and then um. Belichick and the Patriots send Gronk over to Tampa Bay as well. So uh-huh. any uh, any thoughts on the trade? What you think? Good, bad? Do you think Tampa Bay is going to make the Super Bowl? I'll, I'll let you speak before I give my, uh, my two cents on this. Uh, okay, cool. Um, well, first of all, thanks you for having me again. Um, <laughs> never forget that uh, I did win the competition last time by far. What was it, like a thousand oh, points? Very soon. Oh, very right. I forgot yeah. about that contest. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was at your house. You uh, immediately went to sleep all, piss, all pissy. So. <laughs> um, there is uh, a lot of power in Tampa Bay. Um, if you think about it, uh, besides Gronk, they do have a star tight end in O.J. Howard. He's a stud. He just had a pretty off year, I, I would say. Um, but still ended in top 10 in numbers, I think. And, um, you know, with him and Gronk on the other side, you have Mike Evans and then uh, Chris Godwin, who just blew up godly. And then you have, you know, Tampa Bay Tom now. Um, they they got that offense. I don't know about the running game, how they're going to do there. But, you know, uh, Tom, at his age, he kind of needs a running game. So they got to figure that out, make sure that that line stays up. But overall, if if you're asking me, you know, if it's a good – move Gronk coming back he's out of shape even more now um that there's really no training or off-season camps uh, i don't know man he's he's in that wwe shape dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're right you're right you're right well i mean that's more like being lathered up in oil as opposed yeah. to any any physical um strenuous activity no i mean it's 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 i think it's gonna be a good experiment i think it's gonna pan out well um do you still have you know some menacing teams in that division um you know, the Saints, Panthers just signed Teddy Bridgewater. Got to be careful there. They have the top paid running back in CMC. Um, and uh, who else is in the NFC South? Uh, uh, Atlanta, Atlanta, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we'll see what happens there. Todd Gurley's knees aren't holding up. But I would say Tampa Bay ends up second in that division. Maybe behind the Saints. Wow. Yeah. Second? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, okay. Going. All Car- right. <laughs> Carolina. No, I mean, I mean, in the NFC South. I mean, I don't think Atlanta uh, still has to figure out their identity. Uh, Carolina might come dead last just because they have a lot of. I yeah. Don't know, they, they and oddly of- enough, like it's interesting you like bring that up. Like I was, for some reason, I thought Tampa Bay's O line was just like, you know, bottom of the league. They're yeah. they're top ten apparently from yeah. last year. They're you, they're top ten. You think they they're like. Just yeah, like you said, like putrid and everything. But yeah, I mean, Jameis Winston didn't get sacked a lot. He just turned the ball over. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but all the, like I just look. I am probably one of the biggest Jameis Winston haters out there. The only credit that I will give to like those Aww. numbers is like 
if you throw the ball like 40, 50 times a game, like you're bound to throw a couple interceptions, right? Like, like there was no run game. He was the offensive and defensive player of the year. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, his coming, going to FSU, I mean, obviously I didn't graduate, but you know, I was there for a year and a half. Uh, I, you know, big FSU fan. I love, you know, Jameis Winston, but once he threw his first NFL pass and it was a pick six, I knew, Yo, I, I knew that was going to be <laughs> like, that, is, that did happen. Very first that. pass. I was there with my FSU Jameis Winston jersey in a bar in, in, in Miami cheering him on. I took that shit off. I mean, sorry. So I took, quick. I took it off <laughs> so quick. I was like, yeah. all right, let's, uh, let's just see how this uh, game pans out. And Dude, I don't know. No, no need to say sorry. This, this is not a, this is not a PG podcast by, by any means necessary. All right. Um, Crispy nuts. That, back to you. Yeah, yeah. Crispy. <laughs> Anything to add? Crispy nuts on nope. that. <laughs> no. same, same goes for me, but double. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I, I think I agree with anything, everything you guys said. Um, it's it should be interesting. I think this is going to be a big year for three people, right? Tom Brady, Gronk, and Bruce Arians, right? Will is Bruce Arians really going to kind of flourish and kind of get into the talks of being the great coaches of mm-hmm. the NFL, mm-hmm. or is he just going to like plunder? Cause then everyone's obviously going to have that sour taste of, Oh, Bruce Arians last quarterback that he had was Jameis Winston. Right. Yeah. Um, Brady, obviously everyone just wants to see how long he can beat father time. Uh, will he still put up the same numbers? How is he going to fit in a different system? And I think this will also, you know, answer the ever, you know, ever asked question of was Brady good just because of the system he was in or was Brady just actually talented, right? I think if if Brady can take Tampa Bay to at least the playoffs, even if it just would be at like a wild card spot, like I think that would yeah. be like that would be immense for his for his career. I mean he's still gonna go down greatest quarterback there was. He's mm-hmm. a Hall of Fame first ballot. Like there's no there's no two ways about it. But yeah. yeah. And then, I mean, just Gronk, right? I mean, we'll, we'll see if if he can shake off not playing. I think the last time he played was Super Bowl 2019. So, uh, I mean, we'll see if, if he can shake off the rust and come right back into football shape, right? Because uh, I think when we were speaking to Mike, Eric, on last week's episode, right, there, there's a difference between just, like, being in shape and, like, being in football shape, like, being able to actually take a hit and shit, so... Uh, I don't um, know. I think with all these trades and acquisitions for Tampa Bay, I don't know if they're thinking they'll be happy with the playoffs at all. I think they're, I mean, you know, Brady's there for one, maybe two years. And then Gronk is only going to play there as long as Brady does. So I think it's, you know, a deep run or bust or, or maybe you can even maybe say Super Bowl. I mean, they're loaded. They're loaded on offense. They're, 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 they are loaded, they're loaded on offense. Assuming Brady can still throw the ball and his arms yeah. don't fall off. But um, I mean, you could argue they have the best combo receivers, or if not top three, um, you True. know, yeah. they have the, the one of the tight ends is going to go, whether it's Cameron Brait or OJ Howard, they can't have three tight ends. No. Uh, yeah. And they might as well trade one and get some capital draft capital or another player, maybe trade them for a running back since they don't really, that's like their one spot yeah. on offense that they're kind of lacking, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Who, who would you think their number one RB? They they really don't have one. Ron, they have uh, Ronald Ronald Jones, Jones the third. Yeah. They, uh, besides him, and he and and even Arians would flip him in and out. You know. Um, uh, yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, it should be interesting, right? Because like 
if they do find a run game, then you can, what I would do is I'd probably ship Cameron Bray, keep OJ Howard and just use him as like a run block. Right. Mm-hmm. And just keep, I mean, Gronk's massive as well. Gronk can block as well, but you yeah. do like a two tight end set, you know, very reminiscent of what Baltimore did this year, running a lot of two, three tight end sets. Yeah, yeah. And they just like, you know, obviously the name of the game is keep Brady up. I, I think like the second Brady gets hit or, you know, like the side, I mean, even forget Brady. I feel like even second, you know, Gronk takes his first big hit. Like it's going to be a huge wake up call that like, you know, teams are going to be gunning for him. So, oh, yeah. um, oh, yeah. But I think I think that's about it as far as NFL trades, right? Like those are the, those are the big three. I mean, everything else has been kind of quiet because of um, everything that's been going on. But um, should be an interesting season um, if it ends up being a full season or not. I think regardless, it'll be very interesting to see. At least as far as I've been watching football, seeing Tom Brady in a different jersey. Um, as far as I've been like a really good fan, it's you know uh, DeAndre Hopkins has always been at Houston. Um, so oh, yeah, there's that. Yeah, should that, be, that one really shook. That one, that should, one. should should be really interesting to see what goes on. But I guess we can kind of just go go straight into the draft, right? Um, lot of lot of talent, I think, in this draft, um, especially on the offensive side. Uh, I, obviously, the defensive side is is pretty stacked as well. But I think this is a a pretty offensive heavy draft this year i mean if you just look at the qb class running back class and i mean just wide receiver class like that in its own um are going to change a lot of teams landscapes as to what kind of offenses they start running and you know things of that nature i won't really go through like the draft order or you know shit like that we can we can probably do like another episode of like draft grades and whatnot but mm-hmm. maybe just kind of breaking down some key like, you know, four key groups, right? Like we'll do top QBs, top wide receivers, top running backs, and we'll just do like top defensive players or, you know, yeah, overall defensive players. We'll just say that. Um, but looking at the list for QBs, you know, obviously consensus number one, Joe Burrow, and then you got Tua Herbert, uh, Jordan Love out of Utah, which I didn't see much of. And then you got Jacob Eason out of Washington too. Another dude didn't really watch. Uh, and then you got Jalen Hurts well, at six. Eason, Eason was uh, originally at Georgia, and then he got um, buried on the depth chart when uh, Fromm, Jacob Fromm, came in. Yeah. And so that's when what? he transferred. And he had to sit out a year at Washington. Then he you know, blew up for that one year at Washington. That's why you probably haven't heard much or seen many stats of him just by default. Yeah. What's interesting that Fromm is actually lower on the rankings than, than Eason is. Right, like from yeah, sitting yeah. at like seven or something. From, but from has uh, what is it? He has like strength issues, man. He can't throw the ball far. Um, they were saying like um, he kind of regressed a little bit. He was like two years ago. I mean, he was like the man. Um, last yeah, year, but when you got of... someone like DeAndre Swift in the backfield, like, mm-hmm. is there any reason for you to throw the ball like past no. like ten yards? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I guess just to kind of break it down, right? Well, and maybe Eric, this is like something I was telling, uh, like I wanted to bring up earlier. I was saying about Tua. I, I don't, I mean, is it just me? But like, I don't get the big hype about Tua. So Tua can, it, it, better than anyone and better we've seen in a really long time, um, can, his ball placement is extraordinary. It, it's, it, yeah, it's it's unreal. It, and it's, you got to also it, factor yeah. in, like, the, the receivers he's throwing to are blazing fast. So it's not like they're just standing there waiting for the ball. You know, you had Henry Ruggs the third. You had Jerry Judy just Judy, going Judy. 
you know, side to side, and he's putting the ball in the only spot the receiver can get it, and that only spot is just a perfectly thrown on the numbers so they can continue in stride. He knows how to, you know, within a second or two from taking that snap, he knows how to read the defense and where that defense weak spot is. And he puts that, you know, on stride with the receiver into that weak mm-hmm. spot. It, it, it's just, it's, it's so fascinating. He'd be number one on everyone's list if he didn't, you know, fuck up his hip or or, or jack up his knees or any, or not or mm-hmm. ankle, what, ankle. Or his ankle, yeah. But like, yeah. but see, that's my thing. I agree that he's got the talent, right? But an ankle injury for a quarterback like that, like I would have assumed that it would have hurt his draft stock a little bit. Plus, not to mention he didn't like perform at the combine or anything i don't even think he threw on his pro day no he didn't he just had kind of like a mini workout just to prove yeah healthy um but yeah i mean he, he can scramble well enough so where if he you know he can escape the pocket if he needs to i mean he has a good enough arm strength to put the ball in the you know down the field 50 plus yards mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. i i just think he'd be number one uh, for a couple two factors, if he didn't have those injuries, which is legit reason not why to be wary on him. But then to Joe Burrow, you know, again, he had a lot of weapons around him at LSU, but he had arguably the best season record-wise and stat-wise. Yeah, I mean, ever yeah. of a quarterback, ever yeah, just unheard yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And one thing, and one thing to add to too, which is why I'm like, it's not like a one and two; it's like a one A, one B. Um, just because of the injury and stuff, but Tua, his quick release when he's when he's moving and he's releasing the ball as as fast as he can, like Eric said, like to these blazing fast wide receivers, um, and having that accuracy, not just a quick release and just you know just chucking it up there and just praying that a fast receiver gets to the ball. No, he he pinpoints a pinpoint accuracy and just a fast release and accurate. It's just. He's he's he could have been number one if he did. Uh, yeah. I think the hip injury, ankle, you can come back from. It gets taped up, but a hip injury. When it first happened, they were talking about this could be the end of Tua. This could this could hurt, this could drop him to third, fourth round, and he would have, may have to sit out a full year and not even train. So for him to come back, um, you know, as fast as healthy. Um, I mean, yeah, that top. that's my like that's my only reservation, right? It's exactly what you just said, like. Mm-hmm. How are you going to go from, you know, this injury could stick you down to the third, fourth round, not performing at the combine, not playing another snap of your senior year and not doing your pro day workout. And then just being like, you know what, number two overall, where, I mean, you've got guys like, you know, Herbert, you got Jordan Love, Jalen Hurts, all who have put up phenomenal yeah, numbers. I mean, Hurts was damn near close to be a Heisman contender. Yeah, yeah. Right, so it's it's there's also that intangible, that hype ability, that potential that you know does does uh, affect a lot of teams, and and, you know um, you just you can't calculate that on a on a piece of paper or or by recording a stat. That's just just how it always worked. But um, I mean, before we kind of move on to the running backs or anything, I mean, any any quarterbacks that you think that obviously you guys are big Washington fans. I can speak for Eagles. I doubt we're going to be drafting a quarterback. Um, but anyone on here that you think could be in, in Washington's range or is quarterback I mean, not? Probably, if anybody, probably Tua just because they have first shot at him, but mm-hmm. I, I don't see that happening. I, 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 don't, I don't see that. Yeah, I don't see that either. Right. I think I think uh, at that point it would be best best available. And if, yeah, if he was it, fully healthy, I'd say, okay, yeah, sure, because he should be the number one if he was fully healthy. Um, mm-hmm. 
uh, just because he's that good. He's just he's so 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 good, um, mm-hmm. and he should go number one if if he wasn't hurt or didn't have the injury problem. If he, and just I know we're kind of backtracking a little bit, but even if he had the injuries like the hip or ankle injuries like yesterday, people are still going to probably draft him around that ten fifteen range because yeah. he's that good, and people are willing to take that chance yeah, on him. Yeah, yeah, that's how yeah. that's how good he is. And but having said that, with the Redskins draft him, absolutely not with his you know just because they don't need to. They they're still they still you know, try to invest in their last pick and Haskins from last year to see what they got. Uh, would if you be? Would you be? Sorry to cut you off for you, but would you be? Remember the RG three trade in 2012 when we gave away yeah. three consecutive first round draft picks? Imagine if you know, let's say the Dolphins come calling. Or, I hope they do because I would accept that or, trade. Yes, or someone or someone like that. But as you saw with uh, Joey Bosa. Uh, or Nick, Nick Bosa, or, sorry, Nick Bosa. I mean, coming well, out, both of the Bosa. Coming out. Yeah, but coming out second and just changing the whole dynamic of a team, and they went to the Super Bowl, Um, you know, they choked in the in the fourth quarter, or the third quarter, fourth quarter, fourth quarter, sorry. Uh, And, you know, they, they he, he pretty much changed the dynamic of the team. Someone like Chase Young, I see that happening. Yeah, um, they're in a win-win I, situation. Your yeah. question is, would you take a trade like Redskins did? Yeah, like personally, would you take a trade like that? I mean, I wouldn't do anything less for three first-round draft picks. I wouldn't. Do I mean, I, I, I would. I would yeah, I would definitely make a trade if that was something near that substance of amount of picks. Absolutely, I would do. But they're also in a win-win situation because I'd be. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be very stoked if they get Chase Young. If I had to pick a two between, you know, if I had a gun in my head, I'd take the trade just because Redskins have so many holes on their team. You know, they need help at you know another receiver and. Probably another left left tackle who because they're about to trade Trent Williams are going to need help on the corner. They need help on the safety. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Probably another linebacker. I mean, they just need so much. But yeah. if you're going to build something and be, have a strength, uh, you might as well build it in you know, in the trenches and yep. you know dominate there. So I'm going to be stoked to get Chase Young and yeah. you know that front four is looking pretty damn sexy. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, we, we, we might as well head up on the uh, on the uh, on the defensive side, right? I mean, you got. Chase Young, who, sorry, I, I mean, I kind of misspoke, or not misspoke, but Chase Young, not, you know, picked number one overall, but he is the highest ranked out of coming out of the draft. Uh, I mean, you got him, you got Isaiah Simmons, who are, you know, another stud of a talent. And then kind of going down, uh, you got a couple kind of D linemen. Um, you got Derek Brown out of Auburn. Uh, you got Kinlaw out of South Carolina. And then you got another dude, um, another dude out of LSU. Um, but obviously I think the entire draft, uh, the entire combine, I mean, it's pretty much on defense, just been talks about Chase Young and Isaiah Simmons. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, yeah. I guess, you know, probably don't have to talk about it too much, but it seems like you guys would be willing to give up if the trade was right, give up a generational talent like Chase Young. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, it's, it, it'll pay uh, three, the prospect of getting, you know, three first round pick. I wouldn't do it for two. Uh, I'm just saying that right now. If if it was like, oh, we'll give you uh, two first rounders and two second rounders, no. Yeah, it, because be... uh, we're at the end of the day, one of those you're swapping first round picks. Mm-hmm. So in reality, two is really only one extra pick. So you'd have to get at least three. Whether that third is, uh, you know, Miami's third, three mm-hmm. of the third third picks they have, or they're like next year's first round pick. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, let me see the draft order real quick. Because uh, Miami holds five. It's like they hold like five, 18, and 20, I believe. Um, 
And so I would take that. Maybe you throw in an extra, you know, first round pick or not first, yeah. round, like a second round next year. I don't know. Because when Redskins moved from six to five, they gave up, they swapped, you know, the, the first round picks of that year. Mm-hmm. And then they, they gave up next year's first, the next year after that's first. And yeah. then like two, uh, like a second and uh, or like two seconds and a fourth or something like that. And I mean, did they pick up out of that? RG3. Yep. Oh, oh, you're talking about that year. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, okay. that, yeah. that 20 um, disaster. Who was, if, if let's just say you guys take Chase Young, right? Who, who do you guys have? Uh, who's your front four? So you have, you have the Bama boys. Yeah, so yeah. you have Jared, uh, Jonathan Allen mm-hmm. and Deron Payne. And then you have mm-hmm. Montez Sweat that you drafted last year who you Ooh. traded up. Mississippi State. Man, it's, no, that, it, it's, 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 that would be a front be a four. Menacing, <laughs> menacing front four. Absolutely. Yeah, but, but, I mean, it's, it's also, it's also kind of, you know, to Eric's point, it's kind of a moot point if you can't put points up on the board. Like, you can turn the ball over how many times you ever want, but if you got no offensive threat. Well, that's what I'm saying. And plus, like the Redskins, they don't have a second round pick because they traded that this year's second to move back in the first to get Montez Sweat later in the first last year. So that's why I almost like kind of lean towards trading down or recouping some picks because they have God, to. Yeah. And they don't have any picks. And they, they what, so many holes. what this year you would pick first in first round that wouldn't get a pick till what, like third or fourth round? Third. So like 66 overall, I believe. Third. God, yeah, yeah. But um, so, so that's why it was. Um, just, just, it's just such important to get rid of, uh, of Trent Williams, you know, to he's, yeah. he, he is, he could go to a playoff caliber team right now and contribute immediately, which is what he wants to do. And we can demand a second round pick or, uh, or like a, another third or a third and a fourth, something like that. Um, so yeah, that needs to more, happen. Some, some more picks right now. So, you know, it, you know, Eric understands this very well, you know, Trent had to go last year, you know, two years ago. Yeah. Maybe. Um, you know, he's like 30, 31, I think. So he's right there. Like maybe after this year, next year, he's going to you know go down in production. Or just so trade him for OJ Howard because either him or Brait are going to go. I think rumors are more OJ Howard from Tampa, but uh, now you have another weapon for Haskins. And now you don't probably have to draft a tight end because uh, mm-hmm. they do need to draft a tight end, assuming they don't pick up anybody or sign. Yeah. So if you get OJ Howard, then you pretty much treat that as a second or third round pick. And look at it as OJ. OJ Howard was a first round pick. I think he was like 20th overall when he got selected mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. So yep. yep. So he's still young enough, and uh, he definitely has the talent to be, um, you know, serviceable. Yeah. But yeah. No. Uh, um, just, uh, just a lot of stuff yeah. going on with the Redskins. Well, what about the Eagles? How are the Eagles looking? What, what pick do you guys um, have? We we're in the 21st right now. Okay. So actually, I mean, we can kind of. I'll use that as a transition. So. Um, a lot of lot of mock drafts are char like putting up scenarios of Eagles trading up twenty first um, t- to seventh, I believe Carolina sitting at, mm-hmm. and pick up CD uh, Lamb. You'd have to trade a shit ton to get. From yeah, there. so oh, it, it's I mean, they, there have been like a, a shit ton of scenarios of like us giving up. I think first second round this year first round for like the next two years or, or something like it was something absurd but you might as well just sit tight and wait for henry ruggs the third to drop to you because that's what's going to happen so actually people have also if we didn't trade they actually have justin jefferson out of lsu to drop to us. so i mean just to give it a ranking right top three top five right now um you got cd lamb jared judy i oh, sorry jerry judy henry ruggs justin jefferson and brandon ayuk out of arizona state with T Higgins sitting at sixth. 
I wouldn't be I would be fine with either T. Higgins or Justin Jefferson if they fall. I mean, that's where they're supposed to be drafted, like around that area. Um, I even see like later on in the rounds, like us picking up KJ Hamler out of Penn State as well, who I would be completely fine with picking up in like third, fourth. But I mean, I don't think there's yeah, if you don't, enough if you to don't say go about wide receiver. You you may even go wide receiver in the first and the third just because it's. Just I mean, I mean that, but we uh, need it. Yeah, like we hundred percent need. It. We, I don't think you guys should trade up. The the, the I've yeah, never seen just, so much. There's, depth. there's pretty much there's pretty much a lot of talent. Yeah. You can't. There could be like six or seven receivers going the first round. That's mm-hmm. how good they are. If, yeah. if, if people they're, they're worthy of a first round pick, I don't know if they will. Like a T Higgins, according to ESPN, ranks seventh overall. I mean, he 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 should be in the. He's a first round talent. Yeah. I mean, it, it should be interesting. Like, we we definitely need like a deep threat. Obviously, we have Deshaun Jackson, but you know, he who knows how long his injuries and how long he'll be playing. So we just need someone that can stretch the field for once. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we just need depth in the receiver position. Oh, you guys, um, there's that one guy from uh, TCU. No. Um, Jalen Rager. Jalen something. Yeah. 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 He's blazing fast, man. And and I think he's like late first round. Um, I mean, I think like Eric said, there's, there's a shit ton of talent is, in wide receiver. Is, I think is. out of all the positions this year, I think wide receiver, there's a lot of talent this year. Um, but obviously like for us, it's not just wide receiver. We need talent in the secondary as well. I know we just signed Darius Slay out of, um, Detroit. Detroit but, yeah. And, um, and, and, you know, he had a decent year. Maybe he blows out. Yeah. I mean, uh, I hope so, dude. I, I hope so. I, I can't uh, I take another I year of, yeah, maybe. I, 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 yeah, I mean, obviously you don't, <laughs> but I cannot take another year of that shitty secondary. And, uh, but I kind of going back to the, to the receivers, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. I personally have never seen this much talent in just this one position. I mean, of these top receivers, I mean, CD Lamb is probably my favorite, rightfully so. But, I mean, all of these guys have put up insane numbers, stupid fast, a um, lot of skill. I mean, obviously, ESPN puts up like who they, you know, who their professional kind of comparisons have been. Uh, I mean, you're getting the likes of like DeAndre Hopkins and like OBJ, you know, being comp- uh, these guys being compared to. So mm-hmm. it's it's definitely the cream of the crop. Um, should be interesting too, as you know, I feel like the NFL is shifting more towards that like air raid type offense, right? You know, back in the day when you know you had like your 09 or not 09, maybe like your 2000 Ravens. Um, you know, the earlier years where you got like just smash mouth defenses Mm -hmm. just running down your throat you know even looking back at like jerome bettis playing back for pittsburgh Mm -hmm. just kind of running it downhill where now you got the likes of you know all these young qbs coming in spreading out the offense and it's no longer like the trenches that west coast baby so and all of these receivers i think will fit very well in a west coast offense right I, i don't see any of these top five receivers really sitting in at the slot uh, I mean, I don't know about you know, if you go down further down the list. Sure, you might find like a slot receiver, but, um, but I think all of these top receivers going in the first round, you'll see them sitting at a, a easy, easy wide receiver two, if not a wide receiver one, depending on where they go. It's going to be a nice, like, like, uh, like it's a, it's a good wide receiver draft. We'll see where everyone ends up, and as soon as they get drafted, those jerseys are going to sell. Oh yeah, I, I mean, I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be uh impartial to to buying a, a as long as it's not in division I wouldn't be impartial to buying like a nice CD Lamb jersey you know yeah I don't um 
But, I mean, I know wide receivers really don't affect us. We can kind of close it out with um, the running backs, which another pretty solid running back class. Um, going down the list, you got Jonathan Taylor out of, out of Wisconsin. You got DeAndre Swift, J.K. Dobbins, Cam Akers, and uh, good old Clyde Edwards out of LSU. Um, Travis Etienne probably would have been on this list too, pretty high, but he decided to play another year, which kind of solidifies Clemson playing again in the – national championship game because i mean there's there's no stopping them this year um but yeah any thoughts about the talent here um i I think a lot of a lot of like versatile backs right not not many of your like traditional three down bell cows but you got a lot i mean sure you got jonathan taylor and clyde edwards but i think you know you look at deandre swift jk dobbins even cam Akers, um very versatile you know can play out the backfield things like that I'm looking at and just seeing him a lot. You know, you look at uh, Zach Moss out of Utah. That guy could not be tackled. Uh, down the field runner, uh, very tough, has good speed uh, with his physicality. I would take him as a late round steal if you can get him, if you need a running back, of course, too. Um, and then also just because this guy, I, he's, I saw him way too much. And I'm glad he's finally gone. Is AJ Dillon out of Boston College? Like, doesn't have top oh, yeah. end speed, but it seems like anywhere he runs, there's a hole. Anywhere he goes, he's running over people. He cannot be tackled. Uh, he's hmm. just a hoss. Um, and he would just be a good, at the very minimum, good third down back to get you those tough yardage because he does not get he does not get tripped up behind the line. Okay. Um, so he would be a really good back to have if if again if needed. Oh yeah, so you're, you're looking you're looking deeper. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not. Th- there's no like, you know, there's no Adrian Peterson Peterson type back. No, no. Um, no. Yeah, the, but Adrian the, Peterson's only uh. He's not a Adrian Peterson's never been a three down back, so you know, yeah, they're they're they're, they're a few and far in between now. So, I mean, if the, there is know, a running back, I would say probably in the 20s, maybe if they're drafted in the first round. I, I don't see many going, I, I'm seeing there's more. The, the list that you're probably looking at, and what I'm looking at too, you'll probably see a run of court of running backs, like a lot of them in the second and third rounds, and then kind yeah. of late, yeah, yeah, like mid. I, I was. Uh, I was going to ask, like, do you think there'll be any backs going in the first round? If I had to put money on it, I would maybe say no. DeAndre Swift. Maybe yeah, DeAndre Swift. Yeah, maybe but him just because he's back. very fast. Mm-hmm. But even uh, Jonathan Taylor. Know. Jonathan Taylor, I have him like solid middle, solid uh, second, second in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it should be interesting. I think overall this draft, like obviously, it's, if you need an offense, this is the draft to do it. Um, I mean, even next year as well, you're going to have a lot of players coming out. Um, but, I mean, th- this year, especially at the wide receiver QB uh, running back position, uh, like I said, great, great draft to do. But that kind of a uh, that kind of yeah. fucking wraps it up. I mean, Let's unless see. you guys want to touch up on anything that I mean, I know I just went through like the main skill positions, but like I really haven't been like you know excited about like holy shit the safety coming out of no. you know LSU or some shit like that, right? Every so. every, every one of our uh, ten point five listeners want to hear about the sexy positions. Not really. Oh yeah, I mean obviously. Oh I mean, yeah, hey, I don't know about you, man. There's that one dude that really wants to hear about a uh, Joseph Carlton. Charlton coming out of South Carolina as a kicker, you know, come on, dude. Hey, man. Well, <laughs> the future. Yeah. You never, oh, you, you never know, dude. I mean, 
Yeah, no. Yeah. No, no, we know. We don't we don't want anyone to hear this. Yeah, we, um, we don't care anyone. It's, um, a, it's enough. Yeah. Well, I think I think that's about it. I think a nice solid uh, a nice pre-draft episode should be I'm sure we're all going to be watching it. Um should be very interesting to see how uh how things shape up. It's not just obviously. that, but I mean, it's going to be a a stay-at-home draft. I mean, that's there's that too. No, it's not in yeah. uh in, I mean, uh, it's going to be regular setting. Everyone's at home. That's what's crazy. Dude, it's going to be a legit professional fantasy football draft. I yeah, wonder exactly. if they are just going to just like, you know, the pick is in and they just show it on the screen, like his name and his face, or if they're actually going to do a live stream of the commissioner. I don't even think, don't even think they figured game. it out yet. I don't even yeah, think they yeah. kind of send him via text or email or called in to him and then they zone into him wherever he's streaming from. And he'll imagine if there. like yeah. there's like a hacker that just like, just takes everything down <laughs> and just like starts making well, picks for these teams. I hope, I hope all it just goes down. I hope all hell goes loose. That would be cool. Oh, well, I, I mean, th- they had after issues number, after number like, two, of course. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, they had issues when they did like their trial run. Like they said, it wasn't hackers, it was the internet bandwidth Broadband, couldn't yeah. support it. Yeah, right. couldn't support it. So, Oh, I think they looked that's, into that's a lot of traffic. Yeah. yeah. See, what's interesting is that if you just look at each of these teams, like, you know, as a silo, they have more than enough money to like have, you know, fiber optics, uh, fiber optics directly like connected into their building and, you know, everything. But when you have like 32 teams all trying to like Skype or whatever they're going to be using to make these drafts, like it's going to be very interesting, but <laughs> Obviously, I'm going to be watching it. I think a couple of uh, us over here, we're going to try to do um, like a Zoom call while watching it as well. Okay. So it should be um, it That's should be pretty fun. Cool. But yeah. look, man, I don't care what happens with the draft. As long as the season starts on time or if it's like a delayed start, but we get a full 16 weeks, that's, that's all. I'm, like, I, I haven't been affected much by this quarantine yet with like baseball going out or basketball. Like those really haven't been my sports, but – if football gets affected, I, I will, I, I will definitely be displeased. Yeah, yeah. to say the least. But well, uh, um, all right, right boys, it, it's it's always been <clears throat> it's always been fun. Eric, obviously, you know we we do this shit. Andre, we'll we'll probably put you on as a as an honorary third, pretty solid, you know, second, pleasure, third pleasure. time go around. You know, yeah, had, yeah, had some yeah, good shit. I mean, um, who knows? Maybe we might kind of, you know, cycle you in during the uh, during the regular season. Get you to put some money down, and you know, put your money where your mouth is, and make some, yeah. make some weekly I, picks. You know, I talk a lot of shit. I'm down to back it up, man. All right, let's yeah, do it. Brother, I appreciate well, it, boys. Again. Yeah. All right, boys. See you later.